Welcome to Extra Points with your host, Cousin Sal, and his pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. All right, welcome to Extra Points, part of the Extra Points Podcast Network. Cousin Sal here with my good, good pals, Dave Damashek and Charlotte Wilder. Happy Veterans Day. Yes, Wednesday morning. Uh, many of you have off. We are working here. I'm not complaining. I want to honor the vets. My dad, big army guy, was in Alaska for two years. Uh, Uncle Frank. Dave, you know Uncle Frank. Also his birthday. Uh, rest in peace, Uncle Frank. He was a veteran, fought in the Korean War, and it was his birthday. You have Uncle Frank memories, Dave. You, you must do. Working on Jimmy Kimmel Live. I mean, yeah, well, my memories are his memories of Sinatra on down <laughs> and his uh, Sin City recall and everything. But just, you know, as as uh, as anybody who ever crossed paths with Uncle Frank is as lovely a, a character as you could. Uh, he was you a could character. meet up with a, yeah. a great real. I, I mean, a legitimate, uh, lovely, <laughs> lovely guy. Yeah. Shout out to my family members as well, starting with my old man and uh, my uncle Scott and uh, my late great. Uh, grand, uh, uh, great uncle and another great. Uncle. So, so yes, shout out to all the, there you go, there. Charlotte, go ahead. You, you must have some in the family, right? Oh yeah. Both my grandfathers, uh, their dad. I mean, everybody, it, it was a time when everybody, you know, did their, uh, civic duty and That's now we're right. just a nation of soft idiots. So, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. It was better back then. You're right. We're soft <laughs> the idiots. Greatest generation. <laughs> Speaking of soft idiots, this uh, particular soft idiot with virtually no sports going on Tuesday, Wednesday, I still find a way to lose uh, like $550. Betting the MAC, the MAC conference, MACTION Tuesday night. Oh, no, thank Sal. you. Yes, thank you, Miami of Ohio, for not showing up against Buffalo. Uh, Michael Sicoli's on the Zoom call. I shouldn't have gone against your school. How dare me? How dare I do it? But they, they barely showed up. So I lost money. More Mac action tonight. We're going to go over the Thursday night football game, Tennessee, Indianapolis. We're going to have our master's picks. But uh, right now, joining us, former NFL offensive lineman. He's the host of the Ross Tucker football podcast. He once tweeted that Taylor Swift was better than Prince and is still paying for it. He should really never stop paying for that. Ross Tucker, thanks for joining us. Where are you, Ross? What's going on with you? Sal, I am getting ready for a little maction tonight, 7 p.m. <laughs> Eastern time, Eastern Michigan at Ball State, CBS Sports Network. So this is my first time in Muncie, Indiana. Um, I am at the Hampton Inn. I guess I'll be out of here by the time any of the stalkers or paparazzi would come. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I'm at the lovely Hampton Inn in, in Muncie, Indiana. First and maybe last time I'll ever be here. You know what I was thinking about today, by the way? What is what it? Is it? So I'm from the Northeast. I'm from Pennsylvania, right? And and mm -hmm. Jack's from Western Pennsylvania. And like we have lots of mountains and hills and you enjoy that. Like it's beautiful, right? Like you grow up loving the scenery of the trees and the mountains. Do people in the Midwest enjoy the flatness like when oh they drive around, i think it's is a great thing because like you say what i mean pennsylvania is is the rolling uh green it's not just the big trees and everything it's green and everything but it's the rolling hills of pa um i'm uh, listen i went to bloomington indiana it's a funny thing the state of indiana is cut in half by uh by route 70 uh, or the, by the I-70. Why is that a funny Above thing? In, 
<laughs> well, you're right. It's not funny. To is per- anyone it's laughing not funny at that? Per se. I, I, Ross is laughing. It's not funny yeah. per se, but okay. you're exactly right. When you get Indianapolis and North, and this extends into Chicago, lovely manses uh, sprawling outside of <laughs> Chicago and otherwise, and it all looks like when you set up to my eye growing up in Pennsylvania, Ross, it looks a lot like um, when people put the train out around the tree at uh, at Christmas time. It's like all flat. It looks like a model. It doesn't look natural because the houses aren't embedded into the hill. It's just all super flat. And I never got over that. My eye never adjusted to how here, here's my question. flat everything Here's my seemed. question. So I love where I'm from because I'm mm-hmm. from there. So I love the rolling hills and the mountains. But like, in Muncie, Indiana, like when these people go for a drive, are they like, oh, baby, look how flat that is. Oh, it's so flat. <laughs> look how beautifully flat that is. Like, is that if you're from the Midwest, is that does that get you going? Does that excite you because you're from there and you just you grew up appreciating the flatness? Like, Interesting. I, I, I think. I think some people, I think some people get really into horizons, you know, they're like, oh, as far as the eye can see and like the Great Plains, you know, and then they right. start talking about the Dust Bowl and it goes, you know, they, you, you kind of have to attach things to it. It's not like, oh, I love that it's flat. It's like, I love that you can see where the sky shows up. You know, I think that's how they spin it. Well, that's what Forrest Gump taught us, right? He ran all across the country and he showed there was beautiful things about everything. The Northeast, the West Coast. the From sea to shining sea, baby. Yeah, there's a whole song about that. I'll tell you, in Masters Week, in Masters Week, one thing I'll tell you that's a big difference is I think people get seduced by how good they are at golf playing Midwest courses, then go play the Western PA courses. Every shot is perfectly flat and you have a nice balanced uh, stance at the ball. Then you go and play around uh, Oakmont or one of those Western PA uh. courses and you're like, what the hell? Like you never you, you never get an even lie. It's it's quite jarring, I imagine, for people coming from Chicago to PA. To well, th- this is a good transition here because we've discussed Americana and it, all its beauty and its, its differences and its sameness and everything. Ross, you played for five NFL teams, two of which were my Dallas Cowboys, who I imagine are your favorites, but we'll, we'll know by this answer. And the Buffalo Bills, what's on everyone's mind is out of those two teams, which is America's team? You forgot the Patriots, Sal. Oh, that's right. You did play for the Patriots. Okay, we'll throw the Patriots in there. Choose Jesus. from those three. This is New England erasure. I'm so, sorry. Yeah, okay, I know. So I, I, all, I led the witness. Very, let's be very clear about something, okay? Yep. The Patriots have a lot of bandwagon fans. Thank you. That yes. jumped on the last 20 years, and mm-hmm. I haven't decided how many of them are now Chiefs fans versus oh. how many of them went with Brady and Gronk to Tampa. And the thing I regret the most about the pandemic isn't all the people. No, I, I was going to make a joke. I won't make a joke, but isn't all the other stuff going on? It's that we don't get to see the looks on the faces of the people in Foxborough Sunday night when the Ravens smash the Patriots' brains in on yeah. national television. I want to know are they just like dumbfounded? <laughs> are they crying? Do they boo? Do they do what Patriots fans I know be like, whatever, dude, we won six Super Bowls. Like, whatever. Like, I, I would love to know what the page, what the reaction would be Sunday night if they were actually allowed to be like Gillette Stadium put out this memo. Oh, unfortunately, we can't have any fans. Nope, not 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 even one. Sorry, we wish we could have you. Yeah, right, dude. You could have some fans. You don't <laughs> want the booing, you don't want any of the negativity of the Patriots actually being terrible. So they got bandwagon fans. 
the Cowboys fans, I actually respect because they've had a lot of years where they've been bad. You know, of course. Now, I told you this before. My second year in the NFL, I played for the Cowboys. Midway through the year, I get cut by Washington. I go to Dallas. And we're terrible. I mean, I start the last seven games. We're like 5-11. and 11. It was Dave Campos last year. He gets fired. Uh. We would go to hotels. And I only ever played for the Reds. <laughs> so that's all I knew differently. We would go to hotels, and people would treat us like we were the Beatles. And I didn't know how <laughs> different it was till my next team, which was the Buffalo Bills, and there'd be like two people there with like, you know, missing teeth at the hotel. That would be yes. it, right? Whereas the Cowboys, they would treat us like we're the Beatles. And I'm sitting there thinking like, do they know we suck? Like, we're terrible. Like, I'm the best <laughs> offensive lineman we have. I'm not even good. I mean, it's just like, we are not a good team. But that's what it was like to be a Cowboy and still is. Like, still to this day, people will send me stuff. Can you sign this as a Cowboy? Can you sign this? However, the real America's team. Oh, no. You were doing great, Ross. No, no, no. Cut yourself short. When you think about what America's really about, okay? Uh Don't do it. You think about overcoming adversity. You think about the rust belt. You think about a little dirt under the fingernails, okay? You think about 25 years they've been down, and now they're coming out of the ashes. Oh, this is a clear. Yeah. The Buffalo Bills remind me of America and where oh, we're going on. now, Sal. We right now are the Buffalo Bills over the last 25 years. We've had some tough times recently, a pandemic, all of the polarization, everything. But like Adam Sandler okay. and Happy Gilmore, I'm trying to do that thing with the little engine that could. We as Americans are like the Buffalo Bills. I don't and like this. hopefully – Whoever our politicians are now are like Josh Allen and Sean McDermott. And they lead us to a better moment in our country's history. The hell is going on? That's why the Buffalo Bills are America's team. Oh, you were doing so great with the autographs and people approaching you and only want you to be a cowboy. And then you had to pivot into this nonsense. Falls right into Damashek's lap. No, because because didn't Ross just set it up uh, accidentally or otherwise? He's talking about the, or Charlotte mentions the horizon. Sal, it's time for you to choose. Do you want to be living life in the rear view mirror or you want to just look out onto the near horizon? Look forward, not back. Who gives a crap about Ross Tucker's signature in a cowboy next to a cowboy's helmet? I do. Ross Tucker himself is looking forward. To, uh, no one gives a shit about Ross Tucker's autograph. Please. You know what? We're uh, talking about looking forward about the Buffalo Bills. You know if what, that's the threshold question, rear view mirror. Every single time, baby. Every single time. <laughs> no, I don't need to look forward. The Cowboys, the Cowboys, you know what? They are representative of yeah. America. They're representative of what America used to be or still thinks it is in terms of, oh, we're great. We're the best. Everybody wants to be us, even though that's not really the case right now. We need to make some improvements. We need to make some strides like Josh Allen, Sean McDermott, Tredavious White, Stephon Diggs, and the Buffalo Bills. The Cowboys are like, the Cowboys are over. The Bills are now. 
I, I honestly feel this falls in the class of conspiracy theorists, and it's the same like uh, the people have voted. They still like Dallas. They still want the Dallas convention, and you want to recount everything. You're like, no, 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 let's put a little twist on this because this is what should be or what I, I don't like that at all, Russ. I'm, we're going to have to cut seven of those minutes out of this podcast. We'll figure it out, uh, Jim, later on. Um, hey, with that last year, by the way, will you – Wait what, a minute, wait a minute, What do you want me to do? We got, we'll move on. Because I want to connect the dots for you a little. Go ahead, what? I understand Go you ahead. do, but I just got to tell you one thing, Sal. Ross hits it exactly right. It's this Cowboys fans equal 2020 Michigan Wolverine football fans. They're living like you people. They, they puff their chest out as though anybody gives a crap about what they got going on. You guys hate us because you ain't us. No, we're glad we ain't you. We're Indiana Hoosiers. <laughs> That's the here and now, right, Ross Tucker? The Hoosiers. There in the Hoosier state. I'm, I'm, I'm Indian Hoosiers are three and move on. Sal wants to move on. I'm ready to move on. He, he's got <laughs> He's got two minutes. Thank you, Dave. Thank you for that. Listen, he's stuck in a Hampton Inn for God's sake. So let's give him a break. Talk about some, just real quick. <laughs> that last year you talked about Campbell. Were you? That was a hard knocks year, right? Were you so, on so, there? So it was. However, yeah. I got cut midway through the year by Washington. I see. And then, so, so, so I got to tell you the story, Sal, right? So I grew up outside of Philly as an Eagles fan. You guys will all be able to appreciate this. So I grew up outside of Philly as an Eagles fan. Then I get signed by the Redskins out of college. So Eagles fans all hate the Redskins, right? Mm-hmm. And you're, when you're a Redskin, you hate the Cowboys. Like that's the rivalry, right? And the Redskins had had trouble with the Cowboys at that point. I get cut by the Redskins. I get picked up the next day on waivers by the Cowboys. My first game for the Cowboys, Sal, I suit up mm-hmm. because they had to sign me off waivers because they had injuries. Emmett Smith breaks the all-time rushing record. Oh, so, was dude, that that day? This is yeah. my first play, this is my <laughs> first game as a Cowboy. I just happened to walk out of the locker room before Emmett Smith. <laughs> and there's like 500 cameras as he's walking out to the field. And I'm like, what the hell is going on? Like, yeah, always let cameras be like right there in the <laughs> locker room as you're walking. I'm like, this is bizarre. And then I realized it was because of the, the, the thing. Yeah. And then three weeks later, OK, we have another injury. So I'm starting for the Cowboys against mm-hmm. the Redskins, who I just been employed by a month earlier on Thanksgiving, which is coming up. Which right. is, do you know that the Cowboys Thanksgiving game is the second most watched game after the Super Bowl every year? Yes, I did. I did hear that. So I start that game. I'm 23 years old. I start that game at at left guard. We win. We beat Spurrier, who cut me, which was awesome. Take that, Spurrier. The next morning, (laughs) I fly back to Philly. My cousin picks me up. I go to my high school fifth year class reunion that night. Like, are you kidding me? Are you like, if you (laughs) ask me, senior in high school, Ross, your fifth year reunion, what do you want to do the day before? I'm like, I don't know. start for the Cowboys on Thanksgiving. Like, that'd be sweet. That's what happened. Right. I walked in, Sal, <laughs> every girl that wouldn't give me the time of day in high school, I yeah. scared them all. I mean, I walked in like, hey, hey, Jill, how are you? Uh, oh, how's life going? Yeah. Hey, hey, Barbara, hey, Barbara, how was Thanksgiving yesterday? Oh, no, I wasn't able to be home. For, you know, starting for the Cowboys on TV. I don't know if you saw. It was awesome. It was like, it was the, like, there's a movie about that. It was, the, it was amazing. You had sex with all those girls? That's crazy. Is that what you're saying? No, I didn't, but I wanted oh, okay. to. So I wanted to make sure that they regretted that they said no. I gotcha. That night. 
I love it. I have chills from that story. I really do. And the cameras that followed Emmett Smith in Dallas, same thing in Buffalo. Zach Moss, Singletary, they can't get out of their own way. It's, a, it's just a, a media frenzy when those guys walk onto the field. Ross, I want to talk about uh, something real here. Uh, just came down yesterday. The NFL voted to add a playoff team. I don't know what the specifics are. If a week is canceled or if... Um, there's a different amount of games for each team. In the in the uh, name of fairness, they would now be eight playoff teams if and when, it's really looking like when, uh, a week was canceled and the team couldn't make it up and there were an odd amount of games played for each team. <clears throat> what do you think about this? This is very weird to me. It seems optimistic, like uh, like uh, the bl my blind date canceled, but we're going to get married. I, I, I just, uh, it doesn't seem like, I, the, the prize doesn't fit the what's going on. The situation. All right, so there's a couple of things here, Sal. And we were talking yeah. about this this week on the Even Money podcast. What about all the people that have playoff futures? Like, yeah. if there's eight, if I mean, I don't know if they flip the odds, but eight teams in each event, like you have the Bears or like the Dolphins to make the playoffs, mm -hmm. and there's eight teams. I don't know if they've already changed those odds, but people that got in, a few weeks ago when they started the first wrinkle. So here's the deal. Now we know what the strategy is. If they can, this is the last week of buys. So, or maybe next week, whatever. If they have to cancel games, they're, they're going to build in a week 18. Okay. Mm -hmm. So they'll push everything back. They're going to have a week 18. That's going to be the makeup week. But right. if they need two, they're not going to do two makeup weeks. So if there's, if they miss two games, and it involves teams that are in the playoff race, then they're going to say, oh, you know what? You guys kind of got a raw deal. We're going to have eight playoff teams in each conference, which right. would make, by the way. So first of all, now at least we know what the deal is. If they have a makeup week, it's week 18. If you miss a couple games, then they're just going to add a playoff team, which they don't really need to do because this is the first year, by the way, where there's supposed to be seven in mm -hmm. each conference. But can you imagine what wild card weekend will be like if there's eight playoff games and yeah. what, what are even the windows they have a friday night game three on saturday three on sunday a monday night game because they don't want to have like, it's not gonna be like the, the red zone channel they're gonna have them yeah. all separate they're gonna get eight playoff games in one that's weekend. great that will be the single most heavily bet weekend that will probably beat the super bowl if there's eight standalone playoff games in one weekend wild card weekend that would be insane. yeah and you have there's no longer a buy. So you're going to have the Chiefs that weekend or the Steelers. Uh, you're going to have the Saints or the Packers. So, yeah, it, and that changes everything too, right? In terms of playoff betting and who you bet. Like, hey, I bet the Chiefs thinking they'd get a week off here. Now they have to win against the Browns or whatever. It, it seems like they would, but um, still an extra game kind of screws with the odds. Yeah, I didn't even think about it in those terms. That's a great, and I, great weekend. And I actually think that that makes it more fair to me. The thing I don't like about the expanded playoffs, I don't know about you guys, but the difference between the one and the two seed, that they very easily could have the same record. Let's say the Steelers sure. and the Chiefs are both 14 and two. Mm -hmm. So then you're telling me one of those teams just has to win two home games and they're going to the Super Bowl. The other team has to win three games, including one on the road. That's too much. Like, I, you know, I, you know, I have Fezzik on the even money. He's the numbers yeah. guy, but think about what the difference in the odds are there. Like think about the chances to win three games, including one on the road versus two just at home. That's mm -hmm. too much of a separator.
for teams that are going to have maybe the same record or maybe be different by one. I think they, you know what, once they went to seven, they might as well just go to eight and have everybody play that first weekend. So COVID aside, you're rooting for the eight versus the seven the, 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 with no buys. I like more playoff teams. Um, mm -hmm. I also like calling the games and getting paid to call the games, if I'm being honest. But I also, <laughs> I also think that the big negative with what they did with seven is mm -hmm. I think they made the number one seed too important. Too I important. liked right. that number one seed was home field. Number two was you also got to buy. You know what I mean? Like there was like a yeah. stair step in terms of the differences. Now the two seeds not really any different than – I mean, the Eagles are going to be the four seed. They're mm -hmm. going to have the same in, the, the same basic parameters as whoever's Tampa second Bay. in the NFC, the same yeah, for right. the Packers and the Seahawks. That doesn't seem right. I see what you're saying. Well, uh, let me just say, I, I, I think that was untenable from a marketing standpoint and a viewership standpoint was several generations ago. The two There were two wild cards. And then division champions, three division champions per conference. And you had wild card weekend, which is bizarre in hindsight, just two bum teams playing each other. And that was it for the entire playoff weekend. But that's probably the fairest way to do it completely with you about the one buy versus the two buy. But you mentioned the Eagles. I'll tell you, man, it's crazy. You're, you're the NFC East uh, whisperer. Um, the Eagles are going to win that division, I think, but they also have to take care of business against the Giants. If the Giants beat them this weekend, chaos ensues. You're really, you're really tracking to. If you look at the Eagles' remaining schedule, they it's brutal. They might win three games. They might not even get that far. You so you're certain though that Philly does end up uh, the cream of that. Uh, sour crop. Yeah, I mean, they're getting, the, they're getting a lot of guys back. Lane Johnson, Miles Sanders, they're getting guys back. I don't think Wentz is going to have four ridiculous turnovers every game like he did against, uh, you know, Sal's guy, uh, Ben DiNucci and the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> um, I do think the Eagles, though, probably best case scenario are seven, eight, and one. I think, and I think six, nine, and one. Good is enough. A very real possibility. I mean, they're going to win the division. I think so, win too. The division with six or seven wins. But here's the mm -hmm. thing. Then they're going to play the seventh seed. That might be the Bears. Like, they have a great chance to win a home playoff game against whoever that seventh seed ends up being. No, no. What They'd play the five seed, wouldn't they? It would be four or five? Oh, no, you're right. You're right. Oh, no, Ross. Right. That's all right. That's okay. No, that's I did say up. that, though, the other day. I was like, you know what's going to yeah. happen is the, the trash NFC East team is going to somehow pull it out and win their first well, I mean, yeah, game. So like, who would it be Tampa or it's 2020 right we yeah. can't have nice things yeah exactly uh Ross I will say this Eagles Eagles could go to the Super Bowl it's not crazy oh, come on. that uh, the right. Eagles well, there there is absolutely a path in a, a, a conference with some good teams but no dominant team it's if they get healthy that the Eagles could catch fire and make a run in January I, he's, I, I think Dave's got some rust belt Russ and rust in his head there. I don't know. Um, listen, I, I got to let Ross go because yesterday I said, he's like, well, how long do you want me? I'm like 10 or 15 minutes. He's like, okay. I ask because sometimes people have me on for a half hour. I'm like, all right, I don't want to be one of those assholes. I'll let you go. Uh, I mean, it's, it seems like you're living it up right there in the hotel room, but no, honestly, Hey Ross, real quick before I let you go, because I am an idiot and I bet the game that you're calling tonight, ball state. I have them on a teaser minus two and a half. Over 56 and a half. Is that a winner or a loser? So, Ball State's loaded. Yeah. 
their their issue is they have not been able to win close games. Ugh. Like they got a fifth year senior quarterback who led the Mac in touchdown passes with second in yards. Their wide receiver leads all of FBS in career catches. Their running back, Caleb Huntley, is a total mm-hmm. stud. They've got a couple of pros on defense. It's bizarre, man. Like, I think they've got more talent than anybody in the MAC. But when they get late in these one-score games, they don't win them. Eastern Michigan, conversely, I don't think is as talented. But they've been better like Miami-Ohio was last week. Because I did the Ball State-Miami-Ohio game last week. By the way, how great is MAC? I mean, here's, the two things that are amazing about it is that it's Tuesday-Wednesday football, which I love. And then the next thing about it is nine of the 12 teams have been in the conference championship game over the last five mm-hmm. years. Like that would never happen in the big 10 or the SEC. Right. Or eight. That would never, ever happen. But like legitimately every team can make it, which I love, which brings up one last point. Sal, I think, I think, I think you got a pretty okay. good shot there tonight by the way, is the, is the net net. I think, you know, Ball State's clearly favored. They should be. You just got to hope that it's not a close game at the end because that hasn't been their thing. The thing I will mention, though, that I think is absolutely bizarre. Why is USC playing at 9 a.m. on the West Coast so that their game is at noon when there's a good ACC game, a good Big Ten game? You know who should play at 9 a.m.? There should be a MAC game of the week at 9 a.m. on Saturday. Interesting. Or a Sun Belt game, or I'll push for years for the Ivy League game of the week to be Saturday at That's 9 nice. a.m. First of all, it'd be amazing. You get up, you have a mimosa or whatever, <laughs> you go to the game. As soon as the game's over, you go out to a nice lunch or brunch, yeah. and you're the only game on. Or even the CAA. Like, I would watch the crap out of Richmond, Delaware. Right. At, I don't, I mean, the pregame shows are nice. College game, they does a great job, but you can't tell me. And if one of these one AA FCS conferences or FBS conferences didn't have a 9 a.m., even if they went 10 a.m. game of the week, for two hours they'd be the only game on. You can't tell me people like you and I wouldn't rather watch a oh, live watch game sure. that we bet yeah. on. And what, what these these conference commissioners should be fired. The Pac-12 is willing to do it, which makes it <laughs> no when there's other games on at that time. I mean, the Pac-12, what are you doing, Pac-12? It needs to be an East Coast conference that does it at 9 or 10 a.m. when they're the only game on. You know how many ratings they would get? People would talk about I them. I know. People would flip back and forth between college game day and Harvard Princeton. Like, you flipping back and forth. Unbelievable. It is. Well, I will say, I think that, that uh, ASU, the USC game was up like 8% from what they're used to. Don't even get me started with the TV. So first of all, they have a tough time. I don't know how they're going to replace LSU, Alabama, CBS. That's going to be tough. I don't know. Did they, did they uh, play the Charlie Brown uh, Thanksgiving special on a loop? On I don't know what game they put. Hey, that. Wait, you be- guys hear something yeah. about this? Sal, so I got to tell you something about this. Last week at 1130 was supposed to be Air Force Army right. on CBS before whatever the CBS game was, the 330 CBS game, right. okay? Well, Air Force had to cancel because of COVID. CBS decided, let's play last year's Army Air Force game. I did that. Game. Oh, right. So I would, Ross Tucker was going to be on CBS for three and a half hours, just me <laughs> calling last year's Army Air Force game. You know what happened at 11.30? Well, they did. 11.15? Oh, they announced the, they announced the thing. He became the right. president of the United States. <laughs> 
and they didn't news until the fourth mm-hmm. quarter. So I was on CBS for like a quarter. The, the whole election <laughs> thing ruined my three and a half hours of prime TV coverage. Um, so I was about to get an awesome deal, <laughs> and then I got a, a raw deal. And then I went right in. I did UNLV Fresno State <laughs> from the Death Star. So I was about to get seven out. People were be able to be like Scott Hansen. Seven hours of commercial free Ross Tucker on CBS and CBS. It was weird that I actually Jake Tapper was like, uh, for those of you waiting to hear Ross Tucker call the game, we have some breaking news. Sorry. Sorry to disappoint you. But uh, Joe Biden is the president. Uh, Ross, thanks so much for coming on. It is called the Ross Tucker football podcast. Why not name it after yourself? Anything else to plug? Yeah, I got a YouTube page now, youtube.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. I got a bunch of podcasts. If you like fantasy, fantasy feast, if you like betting, and I know if you're listening to this, you do, Even Money Podcast. I've had Sal on that one. You guys do a great job. I appreciate you having me on. I love <laughs> people that plug stuff like Dave with his Sivenge yeah. or Sevens or however we're calling it, World Tour t-shirt in the background, Charlotte. Very clever with the Charlotte jersey hanging. <laughs> Thank you, Ross. Sal, you're the only one that looks like you have my grandma's couch behind you. I don't know what that is, but you have my grandma's couch. From he has a little blanket with baseballs on it. Thank you. Yes, I was. I was saying. I was like, I please. I hope Ross doesn't notice that I have his grandmother's couch. This could. This could be really bad. But <laughs> well, thanks, Ross. See you guys. Hey. All right, pal. Before Ross goes, before Ross yeah. goes, Ross, real quick, because because you're an expert on these sorts of things. What is the worst number for a running back to wear? <laughs> Ooh, seven. Um, <laughs> thirty-seven. There you go. Whoa, that's the one I threw out the other night. You did amazing. Forty-seven. No, so I would say four, like. 47 or 48. That's a full, full back though. Daryl Johnston. Daryl Johnston, 48, right? There's a yeah, a high, a high 40s is pretty right. bad. 49 is <laughs> the worst. If you're a tailback, you can't be a full, a, a, a tailback, a scat back and be 49. Yeah, Sal, so how do you impossible. guys do a show every day? How do you guys do a show with Check? He never lets the show end. He never lets the end. How do you guys it's tell actually, us about it, Ross? It, it's been one show since July. We've not gotten off the Zoom. Yeah. We know Sal and I hop off the Zoom. Yeah. Dave talks the entire week. We just hop on right for an going. hour at a time. <laughs> yes. Ross, guys, thanks bye. so much. I appreciate it. All right. Yeah. There you go. Oh, he's a delight. It's nice, right? He really is. You know, it's funny. We've, we've listened to thousands of podcasts and radio shows and they have a guest on, then they go off and you have to say the nice thing. Like, oh, he's great. He's the best. We should. No, they, uh, you never hear like, wow, that was a disaster. What a shit. <laughs> what a shithead. He won't be back. <laughs> but that's not well, the case. Well, we should get wrong. worse guests then and we can start doing that. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay. Yes. Did you hear that, Joel? Let's try to book wor- worse guests. Um, Let's make the podcast worse. <laughs> Let's go right to the NFL. Big Ben, Dave. This uh, undefeated thing. First of all, I got odds on that. The Steelers. I know you don't even like talking about this. You think it chinks it, but there's a real number on FanDuel. The Steelers are 10 to 1 odds to go undefeated. Uh, or minus 3,000 to lose at least one game. Real quick, where is your money? Do you put $30 to win a dollar that they blow one? Is- or are you going to go push for the oh, yeah. 10 to one? Oh yeah. And it has nothing to do with, I, I'm not a jinx guy or any of that kind of stuff. I don't, I don't believe that how I sit on my couch in, in, uh, the San Fernando Valley impacts, uh, what happens, uh, yeah. in Heinz field or otherwise 
practically, I mean, uh, you know, these games are very close to being coin flips. Even a team, let's say, I don't know, I'll just throw out the randomly. What if a team was favored by 13 and a half? A game could it still end up being sure. very close and even losable. We saw it. The Steelers are playing Burrow next week. Then they play down in Jacksonville. I, I, you know, I said in front of the Cowboys game, and, and I say again now, if you're a courageous better, bet the money line on the Bengals and or Jaguars. If you want a nice bet, take uh, take the points and those teams. The steel. The, this is the NFL, the way these things go now. Nobody is just so dominant week in and week out that that it, it, it's a fool's bet to bet the uh, undefeated season. And I know the second half of the season is easier for Pittsburgh mm-hmm. than what they just emerged from. Cleveland, Baltimore, Tennessee. Um, that was a rugged uh, path there, but they still got to play the Colts. They got to play in Cleveland. They got, you know, this, this is, uh, they play Baltimore again on Thanksgiving night. It's uh, foolish to, to, I have these conversations right. about undefeated I don't know season, if it's fooled. You got three. Yeah, I, I know there's trap games. You get tripped up in there with the Jacksonvilles. They're not going to lose to Luton Free, whatever the quarterback's name is. But uh, Did you just call him Gluten Free? No, Luton. His name is Luton. I'm going to call him Luton Free. I, th- I think mm. until, uh, I mean, it's fun. He's a 6'5 quarterback. He's fun to watch. He looks like he's having fun playing the game. I don't think he'll have fun when uh, the Steelers play them next week. Uh, also, Big Ben. Let's look at Big Ben. We have a picture of him. He is out so far for COVID protocol. He got too close to Vance McDonald. Is that the story? And so now, and this is him now, Dave. Either way, uh, there is a chance he still plays. Although I'm looking at this picture and it seems like a cry for help. What the hell is going on with Big Ben? Does he make it to the finish line? He's He's been so emotional all year. And now we see this. I don't know. It's a. He's is this a, from this year? This is from like this week or last what? night. This is Monday. Isn't this Monday, Dave? Listen, he's getting banged <laughs> up. He's a 38-year-old man. I, You know, people are talking <laughs> oh about load God. management, like LeBron style kind of stuff. Maybe it isn't the worst thing in the world if, if uh, you know, he gets to rest up for a week or two. He's, he's, a, he's a little up there, I, you know. Um, you know, if Mason Rudolph has to go against the Bungles, maybe a case could be made that that's uh, in the competitive spirit. You know, water finding its level and all of that. If um, I if I got in a I car mean, but, accident, but, if I got in a car accident and I had to appear in court and try to sway the jury <laughs> and be like, oh, hey, do you have any injuries? I, I kind of think I would I would mimic I would use this as a template. That's what just the- that's just a picture of me after I do one Barry's boot camp class. <laughs> I mean, Jesus, that's amazing, and it looks like he's. He's grimacing and, and look at that. He's wincing, Dave. I don't know. Maybe, maybe he doesn't. Maybe they don't go undefeated. Yeah. Well, I mean, that, well, that's the other reason not to bet it is as we saw in the late <laughs> second quarter. Yeah. We have Big Ben, like everybody else, is a play away from, yeah, he's out and now Duck Hodges is in. You want to bet that team to go undefeated? Right. Come on. Wake up, everybody. Right. All right. Let's wake up. Okay. So if not the Steelers to go undefeated, and by the way, they have uh, similar odds for the Jets to go winless. Hold on. Let me see if I can find this. Uh, oh, 0-16 season. So that's only the Jets. Plus 175 that they pull it off. Now, obviously, obviously, just it, the the psychology behind this is the Steelers are a bigger uh, favorite. 10 to 1, you get more, better, you get better odds because the object of the game is to win, right? So uh, everyone is trying to beat them Everybody is trying to beat the Jets too, which is why that's only plus 175. 
I don't know how much more we have to see out of the Jets, Charlotte. Uh, you saw the Patriots barely survived them. I feel like if they were ever going to win a game, it was on Monday night, and now so they can't. They just can't yeah. Do no, I I would bet the Jets to go winless before I would bet the Steelers sure. to go loseless. Mm -hmm. Um, because I do think. I mean, I was terrified up until you know up until the buzzer beater, the Nick Folk field goal at the buzzer I was like we are we are screwed like I was I was so embarrassed like it it felt should be losing to the Jets feels horrible like I don't <laughs> care I don't care who you are I don't care some Patriots fans are in my mentions being like no we gotta lose so we can get Justin Fields and I was like go to hell like that's I don't want to lose this I don't want like tanking sucks I agree with Dave that it's individually there's no incentive for players. Cam Newton's not going to throw a game for the Patriots next year. Are you kidding me? Right. Like, you've got to try. You can't lose to the Jets. Jets fans didn't want... Jets fans don't want to win a game. Are you kidding me? Like, this is just... At this point, you know... I don't I don't necessarily know if I think that coaches purposely try to tank. I think that Adam Gase is just the perfect guy to have if you want to tank. Like he's he's organically tanking. And so I say ride it out. I would put yeah. money on that. I, I think you're right. I think you summed it up perfectly. Losing to the Jets sucks. And I don't think just the Patriots is saying that. I think every future opponent of the Jets is going to say embarrassing. that. Like, we don't want to be the team that loses to the Jets. Give me the right. plus 175 that they go winless. Uh, Dave, I feel like the Patriots dynasty has ended three times in a year. It ended when the <laughs> Dolphins knocked them out of the bye. Fitzpatrick, I think that was week 17, right? They got kicked out of the top two seeds. It ended then with the when the uh, terrible tetanus Titans uh, beat them in the uh, playoffs. And in a weird way, I think it ended Monday night, even though they beat the Jets. I feel like it's over again a third time. Um, what do you feel about the Patriots or any of this? Yeah, well, I thought I, I sincerely thought, well, that is the end of that. Right. When the Eagles beat them in the Super Bowl three years ago. Oh. That's when I thought it was actually over. So, yes, this is <laughs> this continues to be. Um, uh, an, uh, but this team still has a chance with the eight. If, in fact, we wind up with eight teams um, that they have a shot at, at sneaking into the playoffs. And either way, I. First of all, shout out to Charlotte for continuing to abide by the no jive policy. Oh. So many other Patriots fans will not do that for themselves. They they refuse Thank to you, be Dave. honest, even <laughs> with themselves, let alone the rest of the world. So shame the devil on them. And two, as the Patriots Jets game reminded me, and I hope the rest of the world, we don't need the jive of the Pro Bowl. What we do need is a game because all this tanking stuff, this tanking stuff, has taken on a life of its own. Of course, mm -hmm. players aren't going to tank and coaches aren't even going to take. A GM can rig it to the point of like, yeah, we're benching that quarterback who gives us the best chance of playing, uh, of winning. But that, it, once the guys are out on the field, there's no such thing as tanking. But because that's a thing, because people talk about it, we should have the two worst teams by record play each other for the first overall pick every year. We play it instead of the Pro Bowl. And people say, who would watch the two worst teams play? Answer, everybody would. Of course. So wasn't that captivating stuff, that fourth quarter? Yeah. Um, with the Jets and Pats, this would be grand stuff. There's no downside I mean, okay, to okay, doing okay, okay, okay. Better than First, Princeton, uh, Harvard, whatever Ross Tucker was suggesting on Saturday morning. <laughs> yeah. but you're like, all right. The game wasn't <laughs> as terrible as I thought it would be, in fairness. Like, that yeah. was, there was, it, it wasn't, I didn't feel, what was that game in, like, 2016? It was, um... 
uh was H- it Bears? Hillary against Trump? <laughs> oh, that was no. That was an exciting that was, ending. Everybody too. lost that one. <laughs> um, it was. I can't remember. There's one really horrible, horrible game that was like a train wreck, and it was just so much fun to watch. And you either get that, or I, I did think that at least Pat's Jets was somewhat yeah. watchable. It wasn't. It wasn't the disaster that I was expecting. Mm. Dave, I think you're wrong about the Patriots still having a chance. I think they have to move to 11 playoff teams for them to have a chance. The next four weeks, they have Lamar, Deshaun, Kyler. I only go by first names. Lamar, Deshaun, Kyler, and uh, and Justin Herbert. And those co- kinds of quarterbacks are going to just bury them. I, I think Joe Flacco is the ideal quarterback right now for the Patriots uh, to, to run up against. And he almost beat them. So I don't know. I, I think uh, I think it is remarkable here. that like the, the, the old frog uh, boiling in water slowly kind of thing. I, you know, um, you're probably right about that, that we have to accept uh, the reality of this, that, mm. you know, I, I think a lot of people like we've been talking about since August, a lot of people going into the season remain seduced by the logo on the hat. Right. rather than the people who are actually in them. They, the, the, they just lost so many players. This isn't on Belichick or Brady. I really do think, like, I mean, what was that defense supposed to do? They, they, they lost half of their relevant Thank you. players there. Yes, but it's I also, not a But fair I also fight. feel like, well, I mean, it's it, it, not that people aren't savoring it just the same, especially AFC East, uh, like Dolphins and uh, Bills fans out there. But it really is that, uh, just imagine if you fell into a coma and woke back up like uh, f- from six years ago. Like, mm-hmm. wait, Joe Flacco's on the Jets. Right. Cam Newton's on the the pay. Where's Brady right. in Tampa? What? Imagine <laughs> you're you you would not be able to to handle all the changes over the last. I can't handle it now. And I've uh, well, I've, I feel like I've been in a coma. I've been in a food coma for six years. Um, hey, let's do this. Uh, AFC odds: KC to win the uh, AFC Championship plus one seventy five. Dave Steelers three to one. Baltimore plus four eighty. Bills ten to one. I'm still going Steelers as best value. I think they make it to the AFC Championship game, and I like it if they get as far at three to one odds. Charlotte, out of those four teams, or maybe you like somebody else. Best odds. I like I I like the Chiefs. All right, not a bad I think, pick. I think after seeing, especially after seeing that picture of Big Ben, I'm like, well, <laughs> you know, and true. Mahomes just keeps getting better and better. And I feel like he got a few of his sort of slightly wobbly games out of the way early in the season. And now I think, uh, I think the chiefs are going to be real, real, real tough to beat. That chief uh, odds comes down slightly. If they do have to play that first week, which I I would say right now, I think it's 50, 50 that uh, we're going to have eight teams uh, because we have to cancel a week or move games or something like that. I, I worry. I God, I hope I'm wrong, but I think December is a little bit of a ghost town in terms of uh, how sports is going to play out. Dave, uh, Who AFC. are you taking then? I'm Who taking, taking? I'm taking Steelers. The, I took the Steelers. She took the Chiefs. Um, you are sticking with the Steelers. Yeah, yeah, shout out to Jeff Schwartz, who identified that one in the preseason as the yeah. best value um, on either side of things to get to the Super Bowl. He, he identified the Steelers as the team there. That looks like a smart bet. And I guess just for the slightly better... Um, value, I'll take the Steelers there. But like you say, I mean, if it does wind up with the Chiefs getting one one less game than everybody else, you've got to be crazy not to take the Chiefs. Uh, you know, so I guess um, yeah, 
it, it, it has to do with whether your glass, your COVID glass is half full or empty. Right. I think we're going to actually have eight games. Then I, then I guess I, I, I would side with the Steelers on that. One. Healthy rosters as, as the bad is, is the better value right now. I think the better value is three to one. Let's shift to the NFC, which everybody hates. Everyone's like, Oh, the <laughs> NFC, nobody's good in the NFC. Well, the odds would uh, suggest that it's very tight. Also new Orleans plus three fifty, Seattle plus three fifty, green Bay plus four fifty, Tampa Bay, Plus four fifty. I could go. Uh, the Cowboys. I'm, I'm. I'm. I'll scroll and scroll and scroll until I find them. Uh, I'm going Green Bay. Uh, people don't like them. I know that a lot of uh, people put the fraud tag on them, but uh, again, I think I'm looking at Green Bay. I think they make it to the NFC Championship game, and if they do at plus four fifty, why the hell don't I like Aaron Rodgers? Charlotte, what do you like? You you have to say Tampa. It's an emotional hedge. You could say Tampa if you want. I was going to say Tampa, but after that, after the Saints game, mm -hmm. that looked real. You know what? I'm going to say Tampa anyway. All right. I'm going to say Tampa. I'm going with Tampa. I feel like there's a good enough chance that that happens. Um, and Brady gets super angry after a loss like that. And, you know, they, they pull it together. So, yeah, let's emotionally hedge. Let's do that. Again, let's pretend there's eight playoff teams. Let's pretend yeah. Tampa doesn't win the, uh, the NFC South. And they get the fifth seed. And they play Philadelphia. Odds-wise, they'll be a touchdown favorite or maybe a little less. It'll be as good as some of these other matchups, I think, yeah. um, going in. So, Dave, NFC. Well, you like I say, you want to swing for the fences here. Um, the the Eagles as right. a value at this point. I it really, I know it's loco, especially because they, you know, they have some some powerhouse teams on their schedule there, but uh, coming up. But I do think that they're about to get to be pretty good in what we kind of per, uh, expected them to be before all these injuries. Um, in a, in a deeply flawed NFC, every one of the teams that we've talked about has a significant flaw. I, Packers are really tempting, Sal. You're, you're absolutely right. But I think I have to go against my better judgment with the Seahawks. I, I, with the Seahawks. I, you know, who's I got, I, I mean, I, I'm not excited about picking any of those teams though. I mean, they're, they're all, like we say, we know what the Seahawks flaws are, but mm -hmm. then again, we can talk about. The, the Packers can't stop the run, and um, so that that that's going to loom large for them. And the Saints, I mean, I, I'm, I'm not going to convert just because Drew Brees played well against Tom Brady, and now Tom Brady has to, um, you know, has to win three road games to to get to the Super Bowl. Right. So it's hard to get excited about any of those. Options. Well, you know, Seattle may have a road game. That's the, my only hesitation with Seattle. They're in that division every single right. game. You know, odds-wise, one two-point favorite, one two-point underdog against the Rams. The Cardinals, we're going to see it. The 49ers, maybe not as much a factor anymore. But I guess aside from those games I mentioned, they do have the easiest schedule in the NFL. See, I was told I was shamed by Rachel Benetta yesterday. I was like, wow, I didn't know that. I just feel like uh, this is a back and forth season with the with the division folks. If the Saints are going to get the pass rush, if the Saints are going to get the pass rush that they got yeah. um, against the Bucks yeah. the rest of the way, which you know, th then they become the prohibitive favorite. But I still don't love number nine back there based on the way he's played in December's and January's mm -hmm. over the last now. I mean, it's not, not a small window, a small sample size. He has not been good in December and January for a few years now. Oh, I know. You'd rather number nine be a number 47 or something? Let's not get into that. All right. Yeah. It's, so it's I, I, yeah. I get confused. Yeah, I get confused. Charlotte, you Same. know, we, we have our extra points for extra pay parlay. Uh, we will uh, 
reveal our picks on Friday, but I am looking at Dave. I'm listening to Dave. I'm hearing him praise the Eagles, and I know he likes to take advantage of that key number. If he can get that under three against the Giants, a little foreshadowing here. I'm not saying that's what his pick is. I definitely don't want him to confirm it here, but I I don't know. I see the wheels turning. I really do. I have a feeling. Yeah. I have a feeling. Yeah. He's got the rust belt uh, on his mind. Uh, all right. Colts Titans Thursday night. I'll have a uh, pregame comedy bit on the uh, Thursday night pregame show on Fox Titans. One and a half point favorite 48 and a half is the over under. I remember the days when two teams were even the home team got the obligatory three points. Doesn't seem like it's happening here. Titans only one and a half point favorite. Everybody seems to hate on Philip Rivers. I, what am I missing here, Dave? Why is this spread so low? Well, what you're missing is, of course, it's another 17 v 17 matchup. Tannehill v. Phil Rivers. Oh. I'll take Old Man Rivers and company. <laughs> I'm going to take Old Man Rivers going down there. The Titans have, um, you know, even in the in the win against the Bears, um, not great. I know the Colts coming off a. Uh, a really bad one, um, but I, something's fishy. Well, you mentioned, you know, that th there's not the standard minus three for the team playing in Nashville, but it's something fishy about that line, right? The, yeah. The, it, I think the Colts, so it makes me want to take the Colts because it seems like the Titans should be given about four here, right? Four, four, five after what we just saw. But I do think, again, the massive the the Marcus Peters pick non pick one, but then the Jonathan Taylor fumble swung that result massively. I think I know that we come out of that Ravens game saying Lamar Jackson proved everybody wrong with his great thirty minutes in the second half against the Colts. True, but I think the Colts would have won that game, and we'd be singing different songs about them if Jonathan Taylor hadn't fumbled. Well, that ball and, and along the along the him. same lines, and Charlotte had the Bears, and they miraculously covered, but they were miserable and couldn't get out of their own way, and were in that game until Foles threw that I don't know third and thirteen pass behind the line of scrimmage, and it was picked off or grabbed or whatever, and run back the other way. That was a close game for a while. Uh, so I I don't know if we could put a, a handle on how good. Tennessee is. I know going into that game, they had the 27th ranked um, defense. T.Y. Hilton looks like he's going to play for the Colts. I'll pick the game during the pregame show uh, on Thursday. All right, before we move on, let's take a quick break. Hey, guys, there's a reason why FanDuel is America's number one sports book. I told you there's a reason. These things just don't happen by accident. They're app. It's simple to use. They've got great odds on all different betting markets. They're unique. They have fun bet types like same game parlay and exclusive always on promotions to let you get more action out of every game. And if you win, they even get you your winning safely, safely in as little as 24 hours. Somebody uh, in a hazmat suit delivers the money. Actually, it's, it's, it's remarkable to see right now. FanDuel is letting you place your first bet risk-free up to a thousand dollars. This, I, this, I don't understand. You just place a bet on any game. FanDuel will refund you up to $1,000 back. If you don't win your first bet, that's a lot of money. That is, that's as good as the stimulus uh, check, right? Almost. I guess that was 1200. This is a thousand, no strings attached. You place any bet you want. You win, you keep the cash, you lose, you get your entire bet up to $1,000 back in site credit. Actually, maybe if you still have that stimulus money, put it in the FanDuel. Is this is that responsible for me to say? Yeah, That's what I would Jesus. do. FanDuel Sportsbook, football season, Monday night football, Thursday night football, Sunday games, the local team, 
Uh, on college football, you're encouraged to do same game parlays. You might want to do that with Tennessee. Maybe Tannehill over a touchdown and a half and the Titans cover and the over. That's an example of the same game parlay might win. If it doesn't, I think you get your money back. What does it matter? Never tried FanDuel Sportsbook. What are you waiting for? Download the app right now and sign up with promo code extra points so they know we sent you. That's FanDuel Sportsbook, promo code extra points. Um, Lots to talk about. Hey, let's talk Masters. Starts tomorrow. We had Paul Kohorst, one of your favorites, Dave. The Mook. He was on uh, Against All Odds yesterday. Gave us all kinds of Masters props and winners and long shots and middle range guys. The Mook was a writer's assistant on Jimmy Kimmel Live for many, many years. He used to talk golf all I think you had more patience for it, Dave, than I did. Now I love the golf. I'm betting it all the time. I can't get enough of it. It's the greatest. Uh, but the MOOC was in on it many years ago. Well, the MOOC is um, the MOOC is the greatest. Yeah, the MOOC is the greatest, and uh, I can't wait to listen. And I wonder if um, our fantasy league came up because the MOOC and I are the two twin towers of uh, oh. of uh, the fantasy league this year. We're, we're the two best teams it out didn't there. Actually. Yeah. Um, and uh, I actually I played golf with the MOOC. We had the the first ever MOOC Invitational scheduled. When your first son was born, oh, and yeah. you didn't show up, and that's how I found out that uh, that your wife had given birth. Was we were out there, we're like, "Where's Sal?" And uh, your cousin showed up and said, "Oh, he's actually uh, just uh, had a baby boy there." And so we celebrated that out on the links that day. <laughs> uh, my question for you, for the Masters, you and Charlotte, is: Do you guys would you rather have? Would you rather win the green jacket or a gold jacket? What would be better? Which would, would you rather get the Pro Football Hall of Fame? Be put into that, or would you rather win the Masters and get the Masters green for sure? I would way really? rather win the Masters. Really? Oh, I, I see what you're saying. I thought you were saying uh, winning the which color jacket do you want for winning the Masters? So this is just what would no, you no, rather? no. I'm saying which uh, which which d which, yeah what what do you feel would uh, shine a, a a prouder light or whatever I'm trying to say there? Which is the better thing to go in for your career long football deeds or to to beat Tiger and the rest of the Charlotte, you said Masters green jacket. Yeah, easily. Why? Just because I think it's more, it's harder. More people get into the football hall of fame than win the masters. And I think the green jacket is cool and I don't want to get hit. Interesting. (laughs) But which would be, which would seem as more. So this is Charlotte Wilder winning either the masters or going to the football hall of fame, which seems like more of an accomplishment. If you, if you get to do the masters, you think so? Wow. To you, to you, but I think it's so hard to win the masters. (laughs) It's so hard to get into the pro football hall of fame, too. but like more, it happens to more people every year. Right. Okay. You don't uh, have to have won anything to get into the Hall of Fame to the Hall of Fame. You do have to actually win. You have to be number 1 to get the green jacket. I I there You're saying green you're, jacket too, If you Dave. believe in meritocracy, I think I would go Hall of Fame, but that has more to do with that I love football more, yes. I think. So so that's personal taste, but the greater sports accomplishment, Charlotte, mm-hmm. ain't wrong. Um, that it's I mean, a, I hate to say that because I don't want to sound like I'm diminishing anyone. It's really hard to get into the Pro Football Hall of Fame. You do. But- no, you already said it. It's on record. There's nothing you could do about it. You said it's uh, <laughs> a walk in the park getting in the Football Hall of Fame. But no, um, I'm with you guys. Actually, uh, football is my favorite sport. I think I would have to be to be recognized as one of the greats. I would take the yellow jacket. But 
I might in the very end go masters because I don't want to make a 40 minute speech. You win the masters. I think you accept the jacket and you smile and you thumbs up to the camera. <laughs> See, My that'd God. be the reason why I would want to be in the Oh, really? I would oh. love to make people listen to me oh, for 40 yeah. minutes straight. I do that multiple <laughs> times a week on many podcasts. <laughs> I know, I know, but this is, I, I don't, I wouldn't want to do it. I don't know. And, uh, and then people, and then you're set up, right? Someone brings you on. I think that's a different question for a different day, but who would you want bringing you up, right? Uh, in the Pro Football Hall of Fame. That's interesting. Oh, boy. Uh, Charlotte, you might say Tom These are Brady. all good questions. Right. And <laughs> questions for another day, too, is I think what we need to do is we need to move all of the existing Halls of Fame up to Mount Pius where they belong with all their rules about like, well, he gambled on a game versus this guy, Ty Cobbs in the Hall of Fame and yes. safely in there, never going to be removed. The the, the difference in, in pious standards of who's allowed in and who isn't. I say we move those all up to Mount Pius and we start fresh in the 21st century and we just do the Hall of All and we just have one big Hall mm. of Fame for and, and we figure out who belongs in there. We should figure out what would be the inaugural class, regardless of sport? Like you would have to put in Tom Brady, you know, you would have right. to put in Mario Lemieux and, you know, like those kind of things. We'll I like that. Who the first dozen ones. And if Mount Pius is booked, maybe we'll uh, check out the bubble rock, see if they're interested. <laughs> we'll give them one more chance. Uh, real quick, okay. let's pick a winner for the Masters. I'm saying Dustin Johnson plus 850, four consecutive top tens at Augusta, almost guarantees that he'll be in the running Sunday. Uh, second in Houston last week. I like the way he's putting. I like the way he sounds in an interview. He's goofy. He's big. He's Dustin Johnson. He's at plus 850. Charlotte? I'm going Bryson. Bryson mm. DeChambeau. He put on a ton of weight. He's smacking the ball. I know he's the favorite to win, so that's kind of boring, but I really think that Bryson has... A, I think this is Bryson's year, which... I never thought I'd say, but I, I think that's what's happening. All right. He, yeah, he's a plus 800. He Not snapped a golf club earlier. I mean, come on. The guy's ready to go. It is a fun story watching him, and he goes over what he eats and how he's put on the weight. He's got the fun cap on and everything, and he's just kind of a little bit revitalized the game. He's like, I'm just going to hit this 400 yards, and uh, yep. I'll worry about my approach shot. Maybe <laughs> it's from the fescue, or maybe it's from the rough or the sand or something, but that's secondary. Dave, who's your pick? Well, I, I, I like the thought of Bryson and I get why he's the favorite, except that I feel like they kind of tiger proof the course, young tiger proof the course a decade or 15 years ago. Mm. And obviously the new incarnation of tiger was able to vanquish it last year. Um, but I just don't think massive um, distance off the tee is, is, is necessarily the answer in Augusta. I'm going to go with an old dog. I'm going to root for Phil Mickelson, oh. one of the patron saints of active athletes who dared to actually talk about gambling and get excited about it. He's bosomy. He is, uh, he's the everyman in spite of the fact of being worth probably half a billion dollars. So I'm going to go with lefty here Interesting. and see if he can uh, do something nice for us. He's 75 to one odds. I'm looking at now. Oh, our friend, the MOOC doesn't like lefty. He says, uh, he says he actually that they actually Fandle's got great props. They have uh, best lefty. They actually have best uh, southpaw. And then you can go against him or Bubba Watson. There's a couple of others there. But Mickelson at 75 to one. All right. Well, that's our master's coverage right there. I hope you guys enjoyed it. <laughs> a tradition unlike any uh, other. It, it's it's driving me crazy, Charlotte, because uh, and I, I alluded to it with Ross Tucker and the schedule. But normally we are. We are tied into two, maybe three late 
afternoon football games, 4 p.m. Eastern. We saw a great batch last week with Cowboys, Steelers, Raiders, Chargers, and uh, and Miami and Arizona. We got lucky. Normally, that's the best we're going to do. This week, they have six 4 p.m. games, and this is going to oh. be the last five holes of the fourth round of the Masters. Of course, they do this to us. Now, I think I the know. reasoning is all six of these games are on Fox because of the because the uh, the CBS is oh. holding. But still, for God's sake, and there's one COVID makeup. I think Miami, Miami home for the for um, who does Miami play this week? They're home for they're home for the Chargers, right? That could easily be a 1 p.m. Eastern game. Dave, your team could be easily be 1 p.m. Eastern uh, playing Cincinnati. I, I'm going crazy here why they loaded it up here. I'm the only one in the country who cares about this. I, I, I agree with yeah, you, yeah, obviously. Yeah. Pittsburgh-Cincy is a bizarre one to move yeah. to the late afternoon. Um, seems very weird. I do, as uh, as somebody who loves to talk about uh, what uh, what is in the rearview mirror where pro mm. football is concerned, Chargers and Dolphins, of course, harkens back to the single greatest football game of our lives. Championship South. game, yeah. Um, the, the, the divisional round game down there in the Orange Bowl, Dan Fouts, uh, the two German kickers going head-to-head, Rolf Benerska, Uwe von Schaumann, deciding who <laughs> would advance to play in frozen Cincinnati in the AFC title game the following week. A gem of a game. Look it up on YouTube. It's uh, as delightful a football game as you'll ever watch. Rolf Benerska. Also, we talked about the great late great Alex Trebek and the greatest uh, game show host. Rolf right. Benerska hosted Wheel of Fortune before Pat Sage, before Chuck Woolery, I guess, right? It was, it was Benerska Woolery. Uh, I'm sorry. I, 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 I Charlotte's getting too excited. I forget I the chronology <laughs> of it, but yes, it was bizarre. I'm like, what? It, why did Rolf Benerska? I don't know. It seems unbelievable. Why did right. the kicker for the Chargers get to be the host of a of a game show? What, it doesn't what the make hell sense. I happened there? It was. Uh, I, I still maybe can't get he, over it. What, right. Different world. I have nothing to add. Um, Major League Baseball, real quick before we sign off. Tony LaRusso arrested for DUI. He uh, actually, this is charges stemming back from a February incident, but um, the circumstances surrounding it and Dave, his uh, quotes to the cops who uh, claimed they, he gave them a, a tough time were pretty good. What did he say exactly? It was, it was, uh, it was Melania Trump-esque. What, what happened? I, I don't remember what he said. F Christmas. Something like that. Somebody. <laughs> yeah. He said, um, he said, uh, I'm a baseball man. A, a I'm a hall, baseball man. Right? I'm, I'm, I'm a hall of fame baseball man. Yeah. I think. <laughs> and he said, uh, he showed him his ring. This, this is real. I, I, I'm a hall of famer brother. Yeah. Um, like uh, Hulk Hogan, people keep saying the thing about this is in a vacuum, he seemed, I mean, whatever he's DUI, terrible, more than one in his life. Terrible. Um, all that kind of stuff. But it also, people look at it in a vacuum. Like what the hell's he thinking? Clearly, this is this is um, behavior owed to it working many times in its past. Like what happens? It must be quite a life to just go everywhere you go. And like your excuse for everything is like, yeah, yeah, but I'm a Hall of Famer. That must just get you off the hook for everything, because you wouldn't just randomly throw that out as an 87 year old man or whatever Tony LaRusse is at this point that the consistency with which that that just is a, a free hall passes uh, must be quite a thing. 
And right. I think that's the 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 look into Tony LaRusso's life that we got there with that. Pretty funny. I just would love to see the look in the White Sox front office when this news <laughs> they're like, oh my God. Like everyone already hated that they yeah. made him their manager. And now it's like Smart move, guys. Way to go. Lots of people calling for his head. And again, this happened in February. But the quote now I'm saying is, do you see my ring? Uh, When asked what he meant, LaRusa answered, I'm a Hall of Famer. I'm a Hall of Famer baseball person. He continued, I'm legit. I'm a Hall of Famer, brother. You're trying to embarrass me. Uh, You're trying to embarrass me. Just let me swerve all over the road. What are you doing? Just let me go. Yeah, listen, I... To me, it's like 76 years old. I don't want to be an ageist, but I feel I feel like I'm barely going to make it to next Wednesday's podcast, let alone manage a full season traveling and all this other crap. Why would a 76 year old want to do this? Uh, Stay home and drink. Don't drink and drive. But it just seems so much easier. Forget about whether the White Sox screwed up. Why the hell does Tony La Russa want this? This is a, a bizarre. And then again, is the bar that high? Kevin Cash won manager of the year yesterday. (laughs) <laughs> so yeah. I can't. Yeah, I can't. So he won, I obviously, for the regular even. season uh, performance. But. Are they trolling us? Charlotte. <laughs> Charlotte, what do you go with? And then Sal, what do you go with if like uh, uh, the equivalent of Tony Arusa? Hey, I'm a Hall of Famer. What what's your get out of jail free card if uh, if you're in jeopardy in some way or you're trying to get a fancy table at a restaurant? It doesn't have to be something done with uh, DUI. What's What's your what's your lead line? I say I I have 70 point two thousand followers on Twitter, man. (laughs) What do you really say? I'm from the Internet, asshole. No, I there's literally nothing I could say that would I don't know. I'd be like, you like sports? I know sports. You know, there's nothing I could say that would that would work. The only time that worked was when I asked the lawnmower guys if they could come a little later because I have to do a sports podcast and they were impressed. Maybe it works. So maybe if they're one of those guys is a maitre d' at a restaurant, you'll get lucky. Um, You never know. uh, I embarrassingly, I guess, I guess I would drop Jimmy Kimmel's name if I, I would. I wouldn't do it. But if I had a party of three behind me <laughs> waiting and there was no way we were going to eat that night and the and the circumstances were dire, I guess. Sorry, that's I take what it I back. Say. I would also drop Jimmy Kimmel. <laughs> there you go. Yes. I'd be like, look, Jimmy Kimmel knows who I am. Yes. All right, man. Give I, me a table. I zoomed with him two weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, Dave, what do you say? Well, I did actually. I found this in the closet this morning. And so maybe I'll roll with this. I realized that this shirt now I'm, I'm, I'm a hoarder. Um, and, uh, Charlotte, I think this shirt is literally as old as you are. I think, uh, 31, I, I, I don't want to ask you. Oh, okay. I didn't know if you want to talk about it. this shirt is literally 31 years old. <laughs> is it really? Fall, wow. and, I, and I wore it as an acknowledgement. And I think that's what I would do. I'd be like in the car and the police would be like, wait, 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 wait. I think I deserve a little respect. <laughs> this shirt is 31 years old. Oh, the, it's right? Please. I thought it was, cool. I thought it was a restaurant, uh, 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 reservation. Same, it's, either same thing. Same thing. Like, oh, it is. Oh, oh you're gonna not give me the table. Whoa, whoa, whoa! This shirt right here, 31 years old. Interesting. Just like a fine bottle of wine, everybody. <laughs> uh, or wow. my three straight Connect Four titles. What? Either or. Anyway, uh, Tony Larusa, you could have used all of those excuses, but you you chose the ring, and I'm famous, and I'm a, a, a baseball a, person, baseball Hall of Fame pay, baseball person. Let's go to to a uh, real quick before we sign off. The extra points gang at gmail.com. Yes, the extra points gang at gmail.com. Now I had to turn my phone on to retrieve these emails and uh, buzz, 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 buzz away. Now, Adam Heger says, Hi, Sal. 
Our dear Charlotte is misleading you on how to silence your phone. The feature you want is do not disturb unless you really never want to get another buzz again. You can quickly oh. enable it by dragging your finger down from the top right corner, then clicking the moon icon <laughs> or long press on the moon and choose to only set it for a certain amount of time. May all your bets be better than your collective IT knowledge. Ouch. Best Adam. All right, Charlotte. Yeah, Charlotte, you, I Sorry. told you. I told yeah. you I don't like going into settings and you're like, no, you got to go into settings. And you, you led me into <laughs> I don't know it. what I'm talking about. You you chose to believe me. I believed you. And now it's we're thanks, bu Adam. buzzing thanks away. For, thanks for showing us the light. The P.S. here. God, I'm afraid to read the P.S. because this adds seven minutes to the podcast. But the P.S. is the Pluot should really make a run for fruit of the year. Crisp, crunchy, sweet bites of deliciousness. Dave, you've got five words to respond. <laughs> yes. Well, you know what? You're That's you're it. in luck here yep. because okay. we're into November. <laughs> we're into November, and I really feel like we're getting so close to the finish line here in the Shecky Awards, fruit of the year included. That I don't want to tip my hand at this point. I I mean I, I there and there's still some there's still plenty of fruit to be bitten into here, but um, you know <laughs> I have my leanings and, and and I've already said too much. All right. You've said too much, but say a little more because you're at Damashek and minus three big episode coming up tomorrow, right? Yes. Uh, minus three. We'll look into um, what's going to go down in that Giants-Eagles game specifically. Um, Schwartz and I all over the NFC East, the AFC East, and uh, the, uh, the AFC North specifically. Who knows by tomorrow what we'll uh, have divined about who the starting quarterback for the Pittsburgh Steelers will be against uh, Charlotte's one of Charlotte's kids, Joey Burrow, oh, that and more coming up on boy. minus three. <laughs> Not so fun, Dave, right? Last week at this time, Cowboys didn't know who their quarterback is. Now you're on pins and needles. You don't want to see that Mason Rudolph. God forbid they bring back Duck Hodges. I don't know what's going on with that. All right, Charlotte, at the Wilder Things. At the Wilder Things, week nine recap is out. Um, you can watch it on the internet. <laughs> uh, got a new people sports podcast coming out tomorrow. I got a really bad migraine last Wednesday, right before we were going to record and I get them where I can't see anything. So we couldn't record one. So I apologize to everybody. Um, but we're back in action and, uh, that should be coming out and, um, yeah, don't forget the two E's in the extra points gang. Yes, please. The extra points gang at gmail.com. That's where you could reach us on all things um, fruit and uh, IT related. Um, yeah, what do I want to say? At the cousin Sal, that's where I am on Twitter. We got a Laugh Lines episode coming up with Rachel Bonetta uh, later on today. Minus three, as Dave mentioned, Jeff Schwartz, Dave Damashek. We got the Lemon Pepper Parlay crew. They'll put out a podcast tomorrow. And Jen and Jerry knocking it out of the park with waiver wired uh that's gonna be fun and against all odds listen if you haven't lots of weekend action discussed in the uh sports world thanks russ tucker for coming on and just a gentle reminder even though you may feel like an underdog please remember that you're all my favorites talk to you friday <laughs> <laughs>